We are Gold Ivy. Our mission is to empower you to own and unleash your truth. Stories of resiliency are gold and ivy grows in hard places. Those hard places are what creates space for light to shine through. You decide what works for your daily life and how to transform our lessons into your gold. This is Ivy Unleashed, a Gold Ivy production. Brooke, what do you think everyone wants more of? Energy. What do you think most people are hoping to come out of 2023 with? Mm, feel more confident, be an example for others, actually have the self-discipline to take care of themselves? Yes, exactly. Because we hear the need for it and we want to help you get in the best shape of your life, we created Move with Gold Ivy, our virtual workout platform. Our dream has been to create accessible, affordable, and effective workouts that you can do anytime, anywhere, designed to hold you accountable and get you the results you need. You can pick any workout you want at any time, but if you do want a plan that alternates muscle groups and leaves your body feeling energized and strong, we have a weekly plan that you can follow to take the guesswork out. It's easy to navigate and packed with all kinds of workouts that will help you strengthen, trim, pump up, tone, energize, de-stress, all of the things we want our body to feel. It's within MOVE. Don't forget to mention the resources we offer. As a member of Move with Gold Ivy, you'll be a part of our exclusive Ivy League community where we share our top wellness resources on things like meal planning, gut health hacks, time management, and more. And because you listen to the Ivy Unleashed podcast, we want to offer you all of this for only $20 a month, cheaper than any monthly membership you'll find. Not only that, you'll get a free trial week to test it out. And if you need more incentive to start prioritizing you, here's our favorite part. Your movement matters. Each month, 10% of your membership will be donated to support the mental health of those in need. So head on over to goldivyhealthcode.com move or find the link within the show notes of this episode and sign up today. Stop putting yourself in the back burner. Snag your spot and reap the benefits that you deserve to feel this year. It's your time. Move for your health, move for your confidence, move for your mental clarity, move with Gold Ivy. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in with us. I'm so excited to talk about this with you today, Brooke. Yeah, we're talking about relationships, specifically friendships. Yes. They're so important. They're they so are important. a huge part of our lives as extroverts, <laughs> of everyone's lives. Like we need, it's a human need, that sense yes. of belonging, of community. Life is about relationships. And when life is more busy now than ever, how do we prioritize our relationships? How do we pour into them? What do we need to expect out of our friends? How do we make more friends? And if you're an introvert... Spoiler, you also need friendship. <laughs> and sometimes that can be really challenging. And because we're extroverts, right? Like we don't know from personal experience, but it's really important. And we will even be giving tips for introverts today on how to put yourself out there because friendships are so important. I mean, they got me through my childhood and I'm so happy for the friendships that I've had. I have lots of childhood friends still. I've outgrown some friendships and then maintaining them as an entrepreneur now is super challenging because of my capacity. My time is more limited. I feel more stretched to fit in conversations on the phone. A lot of times I don't even want to answer because it's so chaotic because my head is spinning. Yes. I'm either recording or I'm with my kids or I'm sleeping or working. Like it's, it's tough. And so we want to talk about how important it is 
to find those friendships or cultivate more connection in your friendships where you can have lack of judgment with each other. You can truly listen to each other. You can be there in the good times. You can be there in the bad times. Both are very important. I think something I love about our conversations are we are in two different places of life, yet similar because we're business partners, but I am 10 years younger than Andrea. I don't have kids. I'm not married. I'm in a space of life where it's post-college. Some of my friends are getting married. Some of my friends are having kids. Some of my friends don't live anywhere near me, and I'm trying to figure out how to make this work with them and relationships. And aside from that, I spent the last five years feeling better and healing and in survival mode, and now I finally have this capacity to nurture other relationships instead of the one with myself. And because of that, I feel like I lost a lot of friends because of what people my age were doing. They were partying. They were traveling. They were doing things that I really couldn't. And so my friendships now have a different meaning to them. Mm -hmm. It's more deep. It's more of a choice versus the friends that I partied with. Mm -hmm. And learning that it's okay to outgrow friends and when to continue to pour and nurture relationships is something that I'm learning, that I'm struggling with because I always feel like I I need to be doing more. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is in my life, friendships being one of them Mm -hmm. because you need to make the time for it. I want to say there's not enough time, but (laughs) time is is limited and we have to choose how we want to spend it. Yeah. Yeah. And something that's important to think about is you will make the time. Like if it's important to you, you will make the time. It might be next Tuesday for 30 minutes because that might be all that's in your calendar for you as an entrepreneur or whatever you Mm -hmm. have going on or you're planning your wedding or your new mom or whatever's going on. But I think the biggest piece is owning your part in the friendship and that that can change, right? Like I always had this, you know, ego about being like, the best friend someone can have. Like I wanted to be, I celebrate your birthday more than anybody. I contact you more than anybody. I would go through like my six bridesmaids and have I called, when was the last time mm-hmm. I called them? And I had all this guilt if I wasn't like, if I didn't know what was going on in their life or I, you know, didn't wish them a happy birthday at midnight. And then all of a sudden it's like important for me to go to bed earlier and stuff as life changes, right? And so things can transform, but I think the ownership in your relationship of, How do I feel in this friendship? What do I need out of it? Am I getting reciprocation? And if I'm not, how do I let go? How do I let go or how do I communicate what I need? Right? And I feel like in this episode, I'll probably talk about my friend Britt that lives in Tokyo a lot because our friendship has been stretched in a lot of different ways from her doing, getting her PhD in a different state when I was planning my wedding. That was super challenging because she didn't really have an income. And I was like, come to Mexico and be my maid of honor, you know? And then I started having kids way before her and then she moved to Tokyo. And so our friendship has changed in what she needs from me. We became pen pals through like through email, you know, these days, but it was like, she was in, in, in class or I was having a baby. Like it was hard for us to connect and be present with each other. So it was like, let's start emailing each other mm-hmm. just for this season. Right. And She also taught me how to have a friend that's very different from you. I was always like a lot more conservative than she was. And we would disagree on things, but she would teach me how to like truly listen, like not just pause so that someone has a turn to speak, but actually hear her and be open because she did it for me. 
And, and if she didn't feel like I was hearing her, she'd be like, I don't really think you're listening to what mm. I'm saying, you know, but like gently. And Brett, I just want to thank you. You've taught me so much about being like a softer, more gentle, like understanding human. Like I, te- I Snapchatted her the other day and I said, Hey, is there any chance I could call you in two hours? <laughs> and like, she's like 14 hours ahead of me and she somehow saw it. And it lined up that it was like, she was getting her kid ready for school, but she's like, yep, I'll make the time. I'll make the time. Sat down. Like she has kids crawling over her, but she makes the time for me, even though it's, it can be really challenging. And so I've been really blessed in that department because I know not a lot of people have a Brit, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I think friendship is so freaking important. And when we don't have it, it affects our mental health, right? When you're feeling like you're in a low spot and you don't have those people that you can go to, whether it's a partner or a friend, it is a dark, dark place. And so how to find new friends, to find friends that you have the same interests. You know, yes, you can have old friends that you have to figure out how to stay connected and it's important to you. And a lot of those in my life, it's, it's easy. It's, we don't talk for months and we see each other and like, I don't want to stop touching you and hugging you and I love you. And it's, and it's great. And we just have this mutual understanding. But when it comes to actually seeing people and scheduling time with them, you want to be around people that you have the same interests in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where sometimes outgrowing friends comes. Mm -hmm. And so identifying what do you enjoy? What do you want to talk about? You know, if you go to dinner with a friend, you have nothing in common. Is that how you want to be spending your time? Mm -hmm. I had to find things outside of drinking that Mm -hmm. I had in common with other people. And you know, a lot of Ian's friends, their girlfriends, I became really close with. And as I started to heal and feel better, I felt less pressure to have to drink, to put myself in those situations. Because if you don't want to drink, but all of your friends are partying, it's tough. It is tough. And, you know, we can say, okay, let's schedule, you know, a date and go to eat. But I couldn't go to dinner. Like I literally couldn't eat. And so I think I'm in a place now where I'm taking that ownership piece and when I did a Tony Robbins seminar, we, we talked about it in an episode of categories of improvement of what are these things that you want to work on, whether it be your relationships, your finance, your health, or all of these things, and having them in a spreadsheet that you look at regularly. Every week I look at, okay, what are my goals? And I have, it, it might sound silly, but it really helps me. I have my friends listed of who do I need to make a priority? And what am I okay with in terms of frequency of seeing them? Like, have I talked to them lately? And I have it. I haven't been doing a good job of it because it's new. But I think as we're entrepreneurs, as life is absolutely wild right now, having that on your calendar, like scheduling, just like Dr. Jack talks about scheduling intimacy time, like scheduling in friend time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something that helps me a lot is a conversation I had with Catherine mm-hmm. about friendships and the way that she worded this phrase that I think of all the time has helped me release the worry if I'm a good friend, release the worry if I, someone's mad at me, release the worry of I haven't done enough as a friend. And that phrase is, I'm going to assume that everything is okay within our friendship and we're in a good spot unless you tell me otherwise. And when I said that, I even went for a walk with Britt Williams in my neighborhood and I told her to practice. I was like, I'm going to practice this thing. I'm going to say to all my friends because I worry about it. I've always loved celebrating people and I've always loved being the friend there for people and prided myself on it. And, and now it's just tougher. 
It's too much. It's tougher. And I, I don't want to worry if we're okay or not. And maybe you're not that confrontational, but if you're a true friend of mine, you will have a hard conversation with me because that's the kind of friendship I want. I don't want to be in a friendship with people that can't tell me when I suck, you know, in a gentle way, if you're Brit, um, you know, my sister-in-law, Alicia does a great job of being super kind and being like, Hey, do you have a minute to talk? And if there's something constructive she needs to say to me, like, I know she will tell me. And I have friends like my friend, Megan, who her and I will not drink or give up alcohol for a month or when we're in the midst of having kids and we know it's chaotic Mm -hmm. and we'll send each other like real honest Snapchats (laughs) of like how shitty we look or how mad we are that we, (laughs) our parents sometimes that were like, this is so hard. Like, or my husband's pissing me off. It's just like the, you need like those friends that can be real with you. And I think different types, you know, like you have Megan. Yes. Then you have Britt that you can have those hard loving conversations with, which I'm sure you have them with Megan too, but it's almost like different sides of you are getting nurtured. Like Nat is my friend that I can talk deep with and also party. And Ellie, you know, like loves to get ready and we live together. And it was like, I love different things about each relationship. And I think that adds a fun factor too, of like, Mm -hmm. who am I with this person? Are they bringing out a side of me that I miss? Do they bring out a side of me that I want more of? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something that you kind of touched on before outgrowing friendships, Mm -hmm. right? Have I outgrown it? Are they doing something that we can fix? You know, have I outgrown enough that I can walk away from this friendship? I was listening to We Can Do Hard Things. And Glennon Doyle, Abby, and Amanda all had on Dr. Marissa G. Franco. And she wrote this book called Platonic that I can't wait to read. Because mm. it's all about friendship. And it's not just like, why your friends are good. It's like how your brain works. How do you make a connection? If you feel like you suck at making friends, like you don't, it's just uncomfortable and like gave some steps on how to do this. And something really interesting she said is a lot of times when you want to make a friend or you want to fix your friendship or you want to work on your friendship, you think that you need to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You're, you're at a place and you want to meet a new friend. You feel like you have to entertain or you have to be like the light of the room And she's like, that's actually not what people are drawn to at all. Or if you're in a friendship with someone, that's not what they need. They need to feel like you see the value in them. Mm. Whether you're sitting at your daughter's dance class and you're like, wow, I really love that. I read that book and I really like this about it. Or, you know, I see that you're into that or you notice the person. Mm -hmm. You pay attention to what they value. And when someone feels liked, they like you back. <laughs> so the key is not to be liked. And that's something I struggle with is like when I try to make a new friendship, I overshare. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I tell you my whole life thinking like, you've got to like me because I've been totally vulnerable and told you all the things. But clearly to me, it's not that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's vulnerable to them. Like that's not true connection. So true connection comes from seeing the value in someone else. Like who doesn't want that who wouldn't be drawn to someone that sees their value? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's asking them questions. I think as I am getting older, the value I'm seeing in my relationships are asking how I'm doing. How is work going? Asking about my business, asking about my health and it being a conversation that I don't want to say effortlessly flows, but it's not one-sided and it's not, you're always the one reaching out. You're always the one asking the questions 
it's a, I'm asking you these questions because I genuinely want to know. <laughs> and some people, maybe it's uncomfortable for them to ask questions. Maybe it's just like, this is me and I'm a health coach and I love deep effing conversations. And if you can't go there with me, well, what are we doing? But I think there's a reason that as time goes on, like you get a smaller circle of friends and almost a closer circle of friends. Like I'm finding that I need a select few people and those relationships that we aren't as close anymore, it's it's harder to maintain them because we have less in common and it does take more work. Mm-hmm. So figuring out, are those worth it? Am I okay having friends turn into acquaintances? Because I think that's a really hard realization is you used to be so close and now you don't speak at all. Like that's tough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to, especially as people are up-leveling right? People who are getting sober, people who are getting healthy. That's something that I don't think a lot of people talk about is the loneliness in that of when you are making changes to your health or again, going sober, you're leaving a lot of people that at one point in time you were really connected with Mm -hmm. and how important relationships are to your point, to our brain, to our health. It's like you're grieving relationships when that happens. Mm Mm-hmm. But to me, I think, and I know that my personality is very direct and I know that I'm not afraid of hard conversations. And so to me, it's like, don't let there be the mystery of worry or sadness be there Mm -hmm. if you don't want it to be there, right? Mm -hmm. If you're grieving a friendship, it's because it should be because you chose that you're done with it, then grieve. Don't grieve it if you don't know if it's over. Yeah. Call them up, shoot them a text, do whatever's easiest to make that connection. Because I feel like that gray area it's tricky. Like, mm-hmm. am I grieving? Am I even sad? Do I miss them? Mm-hmm. Do I just like miss this part of them? If I want to connect with them, shoot them a text, ask them how they're doing. Because that again is someone getting a random text about wondering how you're doing. Like that's wonderful. And you might be afraid that might be like, Oh, good to hear from you. It's been so long or whatever. Or but, how long do we keep this conversation going? <laughs> yeah. You know, like the happy birthday text, then it's two back and forth and then just fizzles off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some, I had this moment when I was, I was in my twenties. I was probably your age and I would call the certain friend over and over and over. And like, she would never answer. She hardly would text me back, which like I'm, I'm that person for someone or maybe a handful of people now, Mm -hmm. especially with my life circumstances right now. And finally one day she answered. And then I was like, I'm going to have the balls to say how I feel. I was like, I feel like you don't need me. Like, I feel like you don't, you don't want to, you never tried calling me, you know? And she straight up said, I've got my sister and my husband. Like, I don't really need to connect with someone more than that on a regular basis. Like, let's book a trip sometime. But like, I don't need to talk to you. And that saved me so much time and energy of trying to track her down where I was like, oh, that hurt a little bit. But like, thank you for telling me that. Because now I'm not going to keep trying to call I'm not going to keep texting and not getting this response because, I mean, I love her. I Mm -hmm. still love her. But she basically was like, hey, I don't need that. And I actually don't even want it. I love you. Let's have some fun sometime. And I was like, okay, well, that's why I'm to her. So I need to now grieve that. So sometimes it's not even your choice to grieve. Yeah. But I respect the honesty. And I feel like that's what a true friendship is, that you can practice with, you know, this, this doctor, Marissa Franco, said if you're looking for connection and you want like an easy one to kind of practice being a little uncomfortable, 
text an old friend you don't have any issues with and just say, hey, thought of you. Because it's a little uncomfortable, but it is going to make a connection. It is Mm -hmm. with someone you feel comfortable with. So that was one of her tips too for if you're feeling like, I want a friendship. I just don't know quite where to find one right now. Yeah. I think pouring into others just, it makes us feel good too. All right. Like Tony Robbins has this practice. It's a part of his morning routine where he texts someone every morning, someone random, you know, within his friendship circle, within his business circle. And is like, Hey, I saw you do that. I want to acknowledge that. Like that was awesome. And like gives out a genuine compliment. And so I think there's something to be said too, with reaching out to people who maybe you're not as close with, but just saying, Hey, thinking of you, I saw this and not expecting anything in return. I love that. Someone that we look up to a lot besides Tony Robbins (laughs) is another T, Terry Cole. She has a podcast called the Terry Cole show. That is amazing. And I just, I'm drawn to her too, because she's not a bullshitter. Like she tells you like it is. And she says that being a friend is being voluntary vulnerable with someone you chose. And if you really think about it, it is vulnerability in whatever way that you feel vulnerable, right? Like some people feel vulnerable sharing a lot. Some people feel vulnerable talking about intimacy Mm -hmm. or some people feel vulnerable about their bodies or, you know, a million different things. And if you're going to be a friend with someone, they're going to see all different kinds of sides of you. And I think something that's really important is knowing, you know, for me, this is, this has gone in a, a poor way before where, a friend has used my vulnerability against me. Friendships shouldn't be a place where people jab you with something that you have, it's like it's sacred. It should be sacred between the two of you. And they use it when they're mad to hit you where it hurts. Mm-hmm. Like getting hit where it hurts is not what true friends do. And I understand sometimes people say things they don't mean and we need to apologize and repair is huge in friendships. Mm-hmm. But Terry Cole talks about so many things with friendship, but one big piece of it too is kind of noticing who we're seeking out and why we're seeking out them. What time of our life did we become friends? Was it because of this reason? Mm -hmm. You know, did you hang out with them because their family was super stable and yours wasn't, you know, did you hang out with them because you were really drawn to them having a lot of money and you didn't, or, you know, there's so many reasons as kids that we like hang out with certain people. Mm -hmm. And Terry Cole has created this women collective where she creates sacred spaces for friendships between women. She's like, I know this can be hard whether you have a lot of friends or you don't. She has this like whole group you can sign up for to become friends with more women. And she's like, there's nothing more sacred than Mm -hmm. this. And something she acknowledges a lot is that we seek out friendships to resolve injuries in childhood that we want to resolve, which is like, gets your brain thinking like, oh God, why am I seeking out these friendships? What in them am I trying to resolve in myself or that I didn't have with my siblings or my parents or my cousins or whatever? Mm -hmm. Like what drew me to this person in that season of life or their home or their personality or what they were involved in? You know, what's really bringing me to this friendship? It's interesting to think about. I think it speaks to the inner child work too, right? Like what did your inner child need at that point that you weren't aware of? Like your brain is protecting you because they don't want you to remember how terrible it felt. 
But it also speaks to why you might outgrow a friendship, mm-hmm. right? If like what brought you to it at one point, you then resolved in some way. Yeah. Like you're constantly evolving. They're constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has anything necessary unless it was a bad fallout, but anything against you, like it's okay to outgrow friendships. But at the same time, it's important to have them. And so Terry Cole's Woman Collective, it speaks to the importance of any support group, whether it's a church support group. If you're going through health challenges, being around people who are also going through those same things, like the sense of community that we need. And then within that community, those deeper relationships that allow us to feel seen. Yeah. And that's a great way to, to connect with people is get in your community. You have that in common already. We live here. <laughs> like we live here and then whatever group you're going to, like we both like this thing. It's a good way to meet people. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of times people are like, I don't want to go to a bar or it's COVID or it's, you know, whatever. It's like, that's a great place to start is in your community, knowing we all want this to be a, a safe, fun environment mm-hmm. for us and our families. Like if you're looking for a friendship, that's a great place to start. Yeah, there's this like Bumble BFF, which you can oh. look for friends. Like I know my friend Ellie did that when she moved to Virginia. And you can set your interests on there. And that's so I think cool. it, it takes a level of being open to it. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, getting uncomfortable to like meet someone that is a date, but in a different way. I love that. That's that's so cool. So you, it's like, let's meet up somewhere and have coffee. And mm-hmm. like, you just, just I like, mean, or you can go date. to a bar, but well, yeah. you can go wherever you want. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that existed. So if you want more friends, you can find them. Like it's, it's that wanting that desiring and willing to do something about it. You know, if you are an introvert and that s- sounds terrible, <laughs> well, in what ways can you look for new friends? What doesn't seem scary or overwhelming is it a support group or a certain group that is a topic that you enjoy where it would be less uncomfortable because you have certain things in common yeah and I think something too for you know introverts or people that struggle is this avoidance mm-hmm. right you you get yourself out in public or you go to your kid's thing or you're at an event but then you're staring at your phone you're you're burying yourself in your book and it's like overcome that avoidance by engaging with the people around you. Even if it's a sentence, you know, push yourself because that uncomfortable feeling, that little fear that's leading you in the right direction. It's calling you like it's on your mind to do it because you need it. It wouldn't be there. That little voice saying, Mm -hmm. say something wouldn't be there unless you wanted it. Yeah. Or if you are that person and you're complaining that you don't have friends going back to the ownership piece, are you putting yourself out there? Are you communicating with people? Are you asking people about themselves? Like I think taking it away from you and asking people questions is such an awesome way to do it because it's a lot easier for me to ask you about you than for you to ask me about me and I have to answer all of these questions and the the spotlight's on me. You know, so picking like your go-to questions or, you know, there's a million question cards out there. Or a good one is just like, oh, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Oh, really? Yup. And then the person will keep going. So it's like, you don't have to have this brilliant question either. It can be like, really? Oh, tell me more. You act like they're the most interesting person (laughs) in the world and have fun with it. Yeah. And like these relationships, they are work, but at the end of the day, they're there because you need them. You want them. Like you're craving them. We're craving that human connection. So get out of it what you want to get out of it and know exactly what you want out of it. I think too, sometimes you get a real awakening when things are going really well or really terrible Mm -hmm. of like, who is there for me? I think if you're 
friends aren't reaching out to you and things are going well, there's something behind that, right? And it's not always when things go terrible and you need that support. It's also when things are going really well and having that friend that's going to cheer you on. Friends want you to win. And if your friends don't want you to win, they are not your friends. And I promise you, if you keep being authentically you and loving on yourself more and figuring out exactly what makes you tick, you will attract that person. A lot of times we don't create friendships or great friendships because we don't even know who the hell we are. So we can't love something in someone else because we don't even know what's connecting us because we are not connected to ourselves. And so with friendships, I would actually encourage you more and more to tune into what is it that I want to talk about? If I got to sit with someone, would you want to geek out on a, uh, where you want to go on vacation? I'd love to talk to you. Sit down and tell me what your favorite trip is, your dream vacation is. I could talk to you for 17 hours. I would love to talk about running. It's so annoying to some people. Some people love it. And I know that about myself. I know I want to talk about being a mom, going on trips and running. And because I know that I attract those people, they come to me. They know I want to talk their ear off about it because I can't hide it because it's who I am, right? And so I want to encourage everybody to know, like, who are you? What drives you? What do you want to talk about with friends? The more that you weave in the things that you love, the people that also love those things or want to talk to you about it, care about you, they will ask you about those things. They'll want to connect with you about those things. And I think it makes you a better friend. Yeah, I think that's why it's important to join communities of those things, you know, running communities or mom communities, because you're with like-minded people. And of course you're going to have things to talk about because you have something in common. Mm -hmm. I think what I've learned throughout the years with my friendships is the piece of accountability of how important that is. You know, I was in a really dark place mentally. I've had friends who have also been there. We know what each other needs. What can I ask that doesn't feel overwhelming? When we are together, I bring it up because I know that it shows them that I'm here, that I care, you know, talking about things that their families have been through, just pieces of them that I know make them them. Mm -hmm. And that's a deep relationship right there. And those are the kind of relationships that I want to have. And when you know yourself well, you have built that firm foundation within yourself I think you then have space, you can, you have the space for other people to carry other people's emotions and to help them, to ask them how they're doing, to have those, not necessarily hard conversations, but ask them those tough questions that are uncomfortable. They show them that you care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with accountability too, you can, you know what your friend needs to feel like themselves because they have done the work and you've done the work and you can say like, how's your meditation practice going? I know you said that's something that really made you feel great a month ago. Like, have you been continuing that on? Because they know you love them and you know them so well and you know what make them feel good. It's kind of like, hey, like, hey, you doing that thing? And I think too, especially with technology these days, like having your text threads, having the people, you know, I have a group of neighborhood ladies that we uplift each other. We tell each other when things are going south. You know, we, we talk about hard things. We talk about great things. We complain about stuff our kids are doing, our husbands are doing, or oh, we don't want to clean our house, or we have guests coming into town. I don't know, but I think there's this piece of that community of just sharing, feeling heard, even if it's tiny, to kind of 
you're like, I've got this group of ladies behind me. If I had to ask something, if a kid needed a ride somewhere, if I was stranded, I could throw a text in this thread. So maybe starting something up to, whether it's with coworkers, your neighborhood, whoever you feel like could support you. I feel like it's a great way to have some cheerleaders behind yeah. you. And to know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like, that is such a freeing feeling of, you know, right now I'm mentally good, but if something were to happen, I have built these relationships that I know with one text I could send and someone would check on me and it would be reciprocated too. And I think getting more people involved, it can, it can be easier than just, you know, a one text back and forth kind of takes the pressure off of you. And I just think a group is always better. It's more fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you really do feel like you don't have that, like that's not a thing you, you don't talk with your family. You don't have a lot of girlfriends or guy friends. You don't have, you don't even know where you'd start. Practice with us, like shoot us a DM and be like, Hey, been following you. And I like what you're putting out there. Just start with that. Brooke and I are hype girls. We just, the reason why we started this was to create connection with people, to make people feel supported, to make people feel like they're not alone. And that Like women want to uplift women. They truly do. They're out there. And if you've had really shitty situations with women, whether it was in your childhood, in your family, through school, in the workplace, like we are not those girls. We are not going to tear you down. We are not going to pick you apart. We are going to find the good in you. And we are here if you want to practice creating and cultivating some connection because that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I know a lot of people struggle with social anxiety, especially after the pandemic. And so if this makes you anxious... This makes you nervous, like use us as, you know, as that trial run, practicing having conversations and, you know, Andrew and I are anti-trolls a hundred percent, but if you want to actually have a genuine conversation and let us uplift you, there's nothing we would love more. Yeah. I'm so happy that we're starting this conversation and I feel like there's more conversations to, to be had around this. We could talk everybody's ears off about what we love about friendships, how things have gone south. And I think the biggest thing is that your people are out there. And if you haven't found them, they Keep exist. Keep searching. Keep searching. They exist. True friends will uplift you. True friends want you to be who you are. They want to celebrate you. And life is truly just richer with authentic friendships. If you found this conversation valuable and you're ready to do something about it, we're going to leave you, as always, with our three gold stars. The first one is evaluate where you're at with friendships. Are you needing more, needing to weed out bad energy and an authentic connection? Do you have some things you want to communicate to existing friendships? Maybe do so. Make a small move to help yourself out. Two, ask your friends how you can support them and tell them how you feel best supported. And three, schedule something fun with a friend, even if it's just a FaceTime date. All right. And for your piece of gold, it comes from Shauna Nequist in her book, Present Over Perfect. Such a good book. Such a great book. And she says, draw close to people who honor your no, who cheer you on for telling the truth, who value your growth more than they value their own needs getting met or their own pathologies celebrated. This is Gold Ivy signing off. Listen to your truth and go chase your gold.